0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFN's Baseball Insiders Yankee Spring Training Podcast from Monday, March 1st. We've turned the corner. Exhibition games have started. We're into March and opening day for the regular season, is only a month away, April 1st, when the Yankees take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Jamison Tyone made his Yankees exhibition debut on Monday and had a very easy 1-2-3 inning in his first appearance. Tyone's a bit of a mystery for everybody uh, because, well, first of all, he hasn't pitched a whole lot lately because of injuries. You know the story coming back from his second Tommy John surgery. But he's new to the Yankees. Uh, There's a lot of him building on potential that he owns. Uh, but the actual performance, there was one really good year in 2018. It was followed again by an injury that's now cost him a great bit of time. So uh, in order to find out a little bit more about Jameson Tyone, I reached out to Jim Benedict, who was a special assistant for the Pittsburgh Pirates, when Tyone was drafted and coming up through their minor league system, Benedict worked for the Pirates from 2009 to 2015. He uh, is titled special assistant, but he's really more just a pitching guy. Uh, although he's never held a title of big league pitching coach, He's always been a pitching coach instructor of some kind through three decades of coaching, and his specialty is really uh, talking about deliveries and mechanics and, and fixing deliveries. Uh, in fact, one of the nicknames he earned during his time in Pittsburgh was the mechanic, and um, he has a really good reputation throughout the game for what he knows about pitching and, um, and dealing with pitchers, mechanics, and all those kinds of things. Uh, so I thought he'd be a good person to reach out to, to talk about Jamison Tyone, who he first saw when the pirates drafted him with the second overall pick back in 2010 has followed his career a little bit. Benedict's career has gone to a number of different teams and organizations over the course of that three decade career. I mentioned, including several years with the Yankees in the early two thousands. Uh, most recently he was with the Chicago Cubs, uh, and, uh, he was with the Cubs last year. He's not with the team this year, but I found him at his home in Florida to discuss a little bit about Jamison Tyone, beginning with what he thought young Jamison Tyone looked like when the Pirates drafted him with the second overall pick out of high school in 2010.
2: Another max effort trying to light up the gun. Huge, long arm action. Trying to throw the ball 500 feet versus 60 feet which is a totally different arm action, totally different, because you're wanting to throw the ball high versus downhill. Delivery was all over the place. Um, And, you know, I just, oh, my God, there was a project. I mean, project was what hit me when when we first saw him in development. I wasn't in scouting. We didn't see him. So when you get the guys, we get the information, second pick. Uh, all that. So from a physical standpoint, you know, th- th- it was going to be a- an uphill climb as far as that. From a mental standpoint, extremely intelligent, poised. Parents did a great job with this guy. He was, he was, going. you know, he was exposed from in the Texas where he's from to a lot of information, to a lot, and he's a good kid. He's going to do it. So, I think a part of his retraining was to try to get some of that out of him. To try to get him to be downhill, shorter in the box, shorter in the back, and uh, you know, we uh, we had left least the development program that I was in had left, mostly left, and he was there still. So. Anyway, go
1: ahead. Well, I was going to say, when when I've talked to you over the years, there are a lot of guys who you can look at their delivery and know that they're destined for breakdown. Is this what you saw in Jamison Tyone at a young age?
2: Yeah, because his shoulder, his shoulder scap area was binding, and that's usually a red flag for arm injury, not necessarily shoulder injury. What do you mean
1: by binding?
2: Well, there's there's a... when your shoulder it wrote it should be loose and and your arm flashes by with a quiet body you could see his shoulder lock up and then the arm would go deep and back his spine would tilt and then he'd try to get up and over it and you can still reach major velocity but it's it can be a deke it can be a a disguise for that now in our in our quest to try to get the smaller delivery and the smaller arm action. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure that what happened. He had Tommy John while I was there. And, uh, I think he was destined for that because it really wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't over time. It was like a pitch. And, uh, and it was one of those days where his backside arm action was really looking like it would, like it does now, where it's shorter, it's on time. When he lands, he's up in the back. A uh, lot of good pull versus push in him. And then during that Tommy Johns, which I helped him rehab during the Tommy John, that's when we started to get into some of that backside arm action movements because that's the best way to do it is through injury is when you're making these subtle changes is do, you know, try to figure out why you got hurt. And uh, I think there was a lot of reasons why he got hurt the first time. So the second time I, I was gone, but I did watch him quite a bit.
1: You Have you seen video of his remade delivery in the last year, bullpens that he's done, things like that?
2: Yeah, we, yeah. What do you think of it
1: compared to what it used to be?
2: I think it's tremendous. I think the ball's coming out with white spin. So the ball's white instead of red. You see the seams. That's arm speed over arm strength. So you're, you're getting the spin rate that we talk about now, the spin rate. That's when the ball gets white. You can throw it 30 miles an hour or 100. You're going to have white spin or red spin. When you have red spin, you muscle it. And you could be squeezing the ball, your arm is slow, you're pushing. All those things can create a red. So when I see the ball come out now, I see nothing but white. That is an indication that you're on time. So when he lands and he's up in the back, that it's just, he just lays his arm down. He just And it's quiet body, quick arm being the ultimate goal. So when I see the video, he's over his legs, he's short in the back, He's downhill stuff pops at the end instead of, you know, we had, I had a little measurement, not the data that they have today on my video. I would click. So as soon as you landed how many clicks it was on my keyboard to release. So when you landed that left foot, where's your arm in the back? Where's your arm till release? He was 11 clicks. Average was 6 to 8, and my best was 4, which was Vance Worley was my best, my best click guy as far as that measurement. But him was 11, just meant he was long and slow in the back, and it was devastating. And, I mean, this guy's a bat reader. He knows how to get hitters out. He can hold run. He can do things that pitchers do, but this, this arm action and delivery – was so out of whack because of his quest for velocity through long throwing mechanically throwing long versus it's just an arm it's just arm exercise versus an arm strengthening and that became his delivering arm action is that long throwing trying to throw it as hard as he could and the videos are pretty the videos from high school are amazing on how far this 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 guy's come tonight. Yeah.
1: Wow. You, um, you were in New York at a time when a lot of pitchers came from other places and you kind of had to guess, could they make it here? Could they not? And you know, that's kind of a weird thing to measure sometimes. Uh, and it's not always fair how we measure it either. But when I've looked at some of the things that Tionis had to overcome, I mean, you know, two Tommy Johns, testicular cancer. Uh, I, I, the one I, coming back to is he got hit in the head by a line drive and he stayed in the game. You know, he's got some toughness to him that way. Um, He seen, and plus what he's talked about too, is trying to deliver on this promise of being the second overall pick way back when, and having to deal with expectations and, um, and deal with that. He doesn't seem to me to be a guy who lacks the fortitude, lacks the uh, desire and drive. If he doesn't pitch well in New York, It doesn't seem to me from the outside, not knowing him all that well, that it's going to be because he can't handle New York. What do you think about that?
2: Well, back in my day, a lot of the guys that struggled with the Yankees struggled because of no doubt expectations. And they had, I call it try-hard disease, Hmm. that I really don't believe in myself, so I have to do something more or i got to be like him. Uh, I got to be like that guy or that guy who are successful, and they're just not. They're not. They're not built that way. This you're getting a guy who's really, he's his own man. And uh, I don't. I once you're on the hill, once you're on the bump, and you got a catcher and a hitter, it doesn't matter really where you are. I know with the training that he's been through. That is is put on you. That whether you're on the pen you're in New York, you're in a World Series or a spring training game, you're on a hill doing something that you're accustomed to doing. Now, you throw adrenaline in there and competition, That's those two words are the are the key words to separate everybody. How do you handle the adrenaline that you can't control, and how do you handle competition? So I know back when we had Jose Fernandez, he would dial it up and dial it down, Hard, hard, uh, hard, depending on who he's hit and who's, you know, because there wasn't a lot of fans. And, you know, all of a sudden one of his friends would come up, and all of a sudden he's 98 with the best slider I've seen in two Mm. months. And you're going, where was that? (laughs) Well, that was competition and adrenaline. He was an extreme case. Tyon doesn't have a lot of gears up or gears down. He's a flatliner. He wants to stay on this line of consistency. That's who he is as a person. That's who he is as a pitcher. So when you can mesh personal and professional, that's a great thing, especially in New York, that the guys that had success in New York were either homegrown or had this, I'm here to pitch, form my teammates first, and that was the key there. And as soon as they got selfish or as soon as they got off the field or as soon as they started reading the clippings, you know, that's when things got set went haywire. And then, you know, the scout part, when you were scouting that, you really couldn't scout that. You know, you can say, Hey, how is he going to handle New York? I mean, some guys did really well. Stick was great at it. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, he's not going to be able to handle New York. Okay. All right. I, you know, but, and he knew a lot of times he knew. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we talked about and analyzed that to death on what, what plays in New York. Um, and it is
1: expectations. So. Yeah. It's, you know, but going back to my original point, I feel like Tyone has had life experiences that maybe a lot of guys who haven't, who have come here before, haven't had to go through. You know, it's almost like, you know, those things he's had to overcome are bigger than just having to pitch in front of a big crowd and expectations. Uh, I could be wrong, but, I mean, it seems like he has at least something built inside of him that could handle it.
2: Well, he does. He's proven his toughness. Okay. none of these are self-inflicted. So in baseball, probably is therapy for recovery. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of psychology in this that we're not privy to. But he's 100 percent all about his teammates. And that's cliche. But it's true. He's not about him. So him getting hit in the head. Talking Hurdle and Tom, Tom, Todd Tomczak out of pulling him, um, it, that, that's, about, that's about my team. That's not about me. The cancer, you know, so, you know I'm sure, you know, the, the prognosis, the recovery through it, hey, I'm going to pitch again. That can motivate recovery. So there's a lot of teammates. This, this is a very unselfish guy. He's, he wants to be
1: good. If he's navigated all this successfully, what's his what's his ceiling? Number two starter is this what you're thinking? If he's if he's gotten through all this physically and mentally, can he be a game two or game three? Is is that what you're looking at?
2: You know, this is a new guy has a pitch competitively in a couple of years. Um, I, I I would say I couldn't make that call. I mean, I could make the call based on what I saw before, and I would say no. Mm-hmm. but this new this new way the, the shorten about the, the the vision that we we had back in the day is happening now i mean there are some things he has to overcome um, there are some you know there's a lot of adjustments he's going to have to make to achieve top of the rotation type performance at the same time this guy's totally capable of being something like that where he could do that, I mean, there's not much he can't do. He won't be flashy, um, you know. He's going to have the, the quirks. He's going to have some growing pains, but you know, his like the glass now years are behind him. You know, he's that. That's not a here anymore. Where you're watching Tyler go through uh, a growth period, where he's maturing. This guy's never been that, but at the same time, he's brand new. He's brand new guy.
1: And I give him I give him every chance in the world. A lot of X's and O's pitching stuff from Jim Benedict right there about Jamison Tyone, and we'll see how he progresses through the spring and how this new arm action, new delivery does for him. There's a lot of reason to be excited because potential has always been there for Jamison Tyone, but it's only been realized in a short burst when he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Yankees are hoping to get a little bit more out of that, obviously. In 2021. Uh, hope you continue to check out the daily podcasts here on WFAN.com. You can get them delivered to you by subscribing to the WFAN On Demand page at your local normal uh, podcast platforms. The Yankees exhibition schedule continues on Tuesday. We'll have more for you. And don't forget to uh, check out Ed Coleman's Mets reports also on the WFAN.com homepage. And a special 30 with Murdy coming up this week. We'll check in with Eric Kratz. Uh, who called it a career after finishing last year with the Yankees, a 19-year professional career as a catcher through a lot of different minor league and major league stops along the way. So tune in for that. Thank you all for listening here. We'll check back in with you on Tuesday with the Yankees Spring Training Podcast. We'll see you next time. I'm Sweeney Murdy.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.